is The Issue Window with Alvy and Brittany. We are airing out the laundry to clean your soul. Just kidding. You're going to leave with more stains than when you entered. Listen at your own risk. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us for episode one of Issue Window. Al, you awake over there? I'm awake. Uh, since this is our first episode, we're going to be introducing ourselves and discussing why we're here doing this podcast. So let's tell our listeners a little bit about ourselves. Alvi, do you want to start? Sure. Well, my name is Alvi Armstrong. I'm head equipment manager at Youngstown State University. And I guess we have a little, everybody has a little free time on our hands. So I just thought we'd do a little bit of podcasting and tell everybody a little bit about the profession of equipment management. Yep. And hello, I'm Brittany. I'm not an equipment manager, uh, more like a equipment manager fangirl, if you will. Uh, sometimes I'm a roadie uh, whenever I can get off work, which is pretty rare. <laughs> uh, work from, for me uh, kind of falls into the IT management software field. Uh, but for the purposes of this podcast, you can call me the... Equipment manager, handler. So, Alvy, why are we doing this podcast? We're bored. Equipment managers are bored. <laughs> <laughs> We're all bored. <laughs> We're all bored. We have nothing better to do right now. You can't work at home. <laughs> well, I can work at home. But I've always wanted to shine a light on the industry. I like to think of equipment managers as like modern day hobbits. Most people don't know that they exist. And the ones that do know that they exist definitely don't know what the job entails. And equipment managers are often the unseen heroes of many sporting events. But you've always uh, thought about doing a podcast. Isn't that right? Yeah, my assistant Tim and I have talked about it for a few years because uh, generally in the morning as we're doing work, people come in and file it in to the equipment room and have a little bit of therapy session in our equipment room and basically <laughs> about any discussion, anything you want to discuss. And uh, sometimes it gets a little out of hand. Sometimes it's uh, a little more professional, but definitely it's uh, entertaining. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And you kind of briefly touched on um, why we're starting like this podcast now. Um, It's definitely, you know, because the world's a bit of a bit of a mess. Uh, COVID-19 kind of has everything turned upside down. Uh, You're at home right now, right, Alfie? I am. Kicked out of school. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, many equipment managers are uh, working at home right now, if you could if you could call it that. But they're uh, they're away from their universities. Is that right? Uh, more and more every day, as far as I know, from what I can talk to, well, as I talk to other people, yes. Yeah, 
And from what I understand about the field, you spend uh, more time with your work families than you do with your personal families a lot of the time, huh? Uh, a lot of the times, yes. So, I don't know. Hopefully we're here to bring everybody a little bit out of your funk, maybe brighten your day or two. That's what we kind of hope for. But uh, definitely the the second reason we uh, wanted to start this podcast is a little bit selfish on our part, and it's because all the spring equipment conferences were canceled. And I'm definitely going to missing all the equipment managers there, um, you know, laughing, catching up. It's really, it's always such a good time. And hopefully we can have many of them here on the podcast and catch up with them for some of our listeners. Uh, also, if you're listening and you're interested in being on the podcast, please reach out to Albie or myself. We'd love to have you. But uh, we do have uh, one or two guests lined up in the near future. Uh, but until we get them all straightened out and on the show, I think I'm going to put like Albie in the hot seat a little bit about being an equipment manager. Uh, I'll be asking him many of the questions that I'll be asking any of our other guests. Uh, next episode, we're going to dive into one of Alvi's many equipment stories. Uh, I don't think I've heard this one, and I am really excited to hear it. He says, I think it's like his like number one story, and I can't believe I haven't heard it before. So, Alvi, how did you get into equipment management? Um, well, I was in high school, and they needed a manager, so I started off there. Um, eventually went to college and continued the, continued that and eventually got roped into a full-time job. <laughs> Did you like it whenever you were in high school? You must have because you kept doing yeah, it. Yeah, kept doing it. Yep, yeah, still do it to this day. So, yeah, that's 30, what, I graduated 35 years ago, 36 years ago, so long time ago. Yeah, but that's actually just uh, 30 years of being a certified equipment manager, right? You were, I mean, that's not even counting your high school career. <laughs> uh, certified. I've been certified. I took the test in 2000, I believe. 2000 oh, okay. or 2001. I think I took the test. So certification didn't start till the early 90s anyhow. So, but. Um, okay. Yeah. Took the test about, I think it was 2000, 2001, right around there. Came sort of and been, been certified since. Okay. Okay. And uh, did you have to study for that test? Like, how hard is the equipment manager, like, licensing test? Well, I mean, as I didn't think it was that hard. But, of course, as you do it every day, you, you learn a lot along the way. Um, some people say it has gotten harder over the years. I'm not sure. I haven't, had, I haven't took it, so don't want to take it. I can just keep <laughs> my certification current, so I'll be fine with that. But uh, yeah, I passed on my first time, but I know there's, I know there's people that haven't. Not that it reflects poorly on them. It just, I've heard it has gotten tougher over the years. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people, you know, just aren't that good at taking tests True. it doesn't really actually reflect on their knowledge True. so can't do you think i you know being like not really a part of the industry just kind of a groupie over here do you think i could take the test like give me an example of a question that might be on it uh you know one of the 
big questions I remember when it was it was on the test, and it was pretty simple. But how many balls are in a case of tennis tennis balls? Four. Oh, see, yeah, you better not take the test. <laughs> no, there's four. <laughs> you you go to like you go to a sporting goods store, and there's there's four. No, there's three in a tube, and a tube isn't a case. No, there's four in a tube. There has to be four in a tube, okay. right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. That's just a tube, not a case. Oh, okay. Ah, so see. four times how many? How many are going to fit in like a case? I mean, I'd already failed this question. Depending. Well, it depends if like the multiple choice question. If the multiple choice. Uh, answers included four. If it included four, it would have put four just blindly. But if it hadn't said four, and then there was like only large numbers, then I probably would guess something like, I don't know, how big's this box? <laughs> four times, I don't know, let's say... Good forever since I took care of um, tennis, so... 56? Oh, I don't know. What there's you don't know. I don't know. Which you don't even know. Well, How can it great. I forget. Great. Ask me a question you don't know the answer. Quick. If I was at work, I could figure it out real quick. I knew it then. <laughs> I knew it when I took the test. That's all that matters. And I can always go to the back room and check. <laughs> if I was at work, I could check. Okay. Maybe you should uh, definitely keep up on that certification. I you don't want to take that test again. I haven't I haven't done <laughs> dealt with tennis in a long time. <laughs> uh well, on that account, like, what made you get out of Olympic sports and only do football? Do you like football better, or do you find it easier to manage? Uh, um, nothing really got me out of it. It's just the way the job sort of separated itself through the years, and it just sort of, you know, it's just the way it happened. I could pick up an Olympic sport if I wanted to. I don't want to right now. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure my assistant, Tim, would be more than happy to give up some of his sports <laughs> well, whenever we have Tim on the show, I'll definitely ask him uh, which sports he'd want to uh, hand over to you if he could. Uh, so, obviously, you've been in the equipment field for a long time. Uh, can you tell me how the job's different now than when you started? Uh, yeah, I think now the the sports never end. We we There used to be an off-season uh, but now there's really no off season. You know, the kids in a normal year, this not being a normal year, so we can't even talk about this, but in a normal year, you know, my kids would leave the first week of May after the winter semester and they'd be back be by Memorial Day for summer workouts. And then summer workouts would lead to August training camp and then the season to November, December ish. And then school goes off for Christmas break. Or you're in the playoffs or you're a bowl game. And depending on when that all ends, you're right back at it in January with winter workouts and 6 a.m. work conditioning drills and things like that. And then you start into the spring ball and the full cycle. So there's, there was really no off-season anymore. You know, there's the in-season and then there's the out-of-season, but there is no off-season. Yeah. <laughs> yep, I've definitely, uh, I've definitely witnessed that. I'd say, with uh, such long hours, uh, how do you personally avoid burnout? We don't. We all burn out. 
So we're all just <laughs> you know zombies going through our jobs. It's 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 interesting. No, I mean you you really just you manage it. You 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 take breaks in in the ways that you know you you, you have the downtimes. You get away when you can. Obviously, um, there's no reason to stick around in the office when you don't have to be. I mean you know it, it's it's get in, get your work done, and get out. Even though it might take a little time, but it's not you know milling around waiting for things to get waiting for things to happen. It's get your chance, get out, take your vacation, get away when you can. Yeah, you guys definitely have some fun in the equipment room too. I mean, you guys really are you know one big family down there. Yeah, we like to think of it as one little family there. You know, and and, and the whole profession, it's it's consider you know we have our own little our own little niche. We could. We can spot each other in airports as we're all going to convention. It's it's uh, you know we can figure each other out real quick. But it's uh, something we all love and enjoy. But uh, yeah, it's it's a unique profession. <laughs> yeah, no, I've totally witnessed this firsthand from going to equipment conferences, events, even being like up in the stands at a baseball game or a football game, I can look on the sidelines and I can definitely pick out the equipment guys. Why is that? What makes you guys different than anybody else in the industry? Uh, I don't know. It's just, you know, we're there to do our jobs, just like the players on the field. It's just, you know, we do our jobs behind the scenes. We uh, we make sure they have everything handy and ready, really available. So, uh, I don't know. We just we have that look about us, I guess. <laughs> what of uh, focused, focused, hardworking people? Is that what it is? Sure, if that's what you want to call sure. it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe overworked. <laughs> okay. Well, with you know all the long hours and the you know crazy. Crazy demands on your time, energy, you know, mentality. Uh, why do you still, you know, manage equipment? Why not? I don't know. Go work at FedEx. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a good question. They probably pay more. <laughs> but. Uh, Ain't that the truth? No, it's uh, about working with the kids, you know, helping the athletes, the kids, doing it for them. That's the. Uh, you know, that's the one thing we we all truly enjoy is helping the kids out, and you know, it's it's you can check any one of our Facebook pages. You know, we got we're friends with hundreds of different athletes from over the years, from the past. So it's it's a good way to you know they 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 come in they come in there when they're freshmen, and um, you know they leave three or four or five years later, and you you hope you made a difference in their lives, and sometimes you did, and sometimes. Not as not so much, but uh, you know the bonds from those friendships are always very special. Aw, this isn't the sappy morning show, Alby. Come on, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it is now. You asked for it. <laughs> I did. Oh man, you're killing me over here. Oh <laughs> uh, well, okay. Continuing on that like emotional route, just for like. One more question. What is one piece of advice that you would tell um, like a young person starting in the industry that's just getting certified or even like a younger you back in the day? Um, get out. Get out now. Run while you can. 
No, I mean, it, it's it, to to for somebody just starting out, learn as much as you can. Look, watch as much as watch as much as you as you can. Understand what's going on. Uh, you know, don't. It's nice to offer your opinion or advice sometimes, but sometimes us older guys will have will be doing things and you wonder why. And it's it's because in time we've figured out we figured out the reasons why. You might wonder why we're doing something sometimes, but just watch, learn, listen, and you eventually you'll figure it out. You know, one of the always can tell you can always tell the some kid who has who's had his first this is his first time being a head head guy and you can always tell so he needs a few years in that spot before he settles down and realizes you know a few things but um experience experience goes a long way so but uh yeah that's that's just learn as much as you can <laughs> well that's pretty good advice i'd say so, okay, to lighten up the mood a little bit, uh, we're going to be telling, like, definitely a lot of interesting, like, stories and stuff. I'm going to, you know, prompt you and other equipment managers that we have on, you know, to tell them. But uh, you're definitely going to tell, like, you know, a definitely larger story longer next time on the podcast. But uh, what is your favorite place the job has taken you? Wow, I don't know if I have a favorite place. I've been to so many, and then, of course, as you go around your conference, when you've been in the co- same conference for as long as I've been, you, you've got your uh, certain haunts that you visit every every time you go to that, that town. Jeez, um, I mean, you know, I've been to so many places, and it's, it's hard to just pick out one saying as my favorite. Uh, mm. You know, there's so many stories, you know, We've we've been to Eastern Washington. I've been to Northeastern University in in in, in uh, Massachusetts. I've been down to Central Florida. I've been to Cal Poly. I've been to you know it, it's been all around the country. So I don't know. I don't really if I have a favorite place to go. But you know, so many places around the conference are always good. And so, and and one of the things we do with the kids is we you know when we go take them out to Friday night dinner we never go to a chain restaurant because you can go them you can go them where where you live so we always try to find something local and we found some good local places over the years that are great to stop in and so every two years we look forward to hitting that spot <laughs> yeah how many states do you think your job's taking you to do you keep track uh you know I, I probably I'm probably not I haven't been to Hawaii, haven't been to Alaska, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, or Maine, uh, New Mexico. So, yeah, probably, yeah, I'm over 40 for sure, but maybe a little over, probably between that 45 and 50 mark. Holy cow. That's insane. So, obviously, you're on the road a decent bit. I mean, you know, you travel with football. Uh what is the most valuable item you have forgotten to pack? Or at least forgotten to pack that you'll admit to? <laughs> uh, I can only remember forgetting to uh, other major, major things. The only thing I remember forgetting to pack um, was our upstairs press box unit one time. But 
we was on a truck and we figured it out fast enough. So we flew that in with a team. So no one really knew about that. Uh, one thing that was only was really hairy was the game balls when I was younger. And fortunately, we was only playing in Kent State an hour away. So we called back to Youngstown and somebody was coming up to the game. So they picked them up and brought them into us. But that's that's probably the two hairiest things that was... I've had my students forget some things too, but that's okay. But uh, we've made it through. I've had some opponents forget their... Or have pieces of their headsets missing too. So I don't feel quite as bad about that. But... Uh, yeah, it's it's scary sometimes. <laughs> now, whenever you forgot the game balls, how does that like work? Do, um, should, won't the other team have footballs there? Oh come on, you can't use their balls. They don't use. They probably don't have the same kind of balls anymore. It's not as much, but it's, they're still broken into the way the quarterback wants them. So. Uh, yeah, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And plus, you know, it's not in the game balls usually have to be turned in hour, hour and a half before the game. So it was, uh, the officials were beating down our door looking for the balls. <laughs> Wouldn't have thought. <laughs> uh, it's just a football. Obviously it's not. <laughs> nope. Game balls are more valuable than you think. Whenever, whenever you hear in the, in the crowd that somebody won a game ball, they're not winning a game ball. We're not parting with those. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's unfortunate there. You're, you're killing a lot of hearts right there. Okay, well, I've definitely heard um, some crazy uh, laundry stories, some various, like, locker room stories through the years but what is uh your grossest work story maybe with laundry maybe in the locker room well i mean the locker room i can remember the one time a we we after a practice we were served watermelons and things like that after a practice and some of the kids took that took you know I was at one down there were some extra ones left so some of the kids took him I was only to learn later on in the season at the end of the season as we're cleaning out lockers that one person forgot about uh, the watermelon in the locker so it had aged quite well the three four months since they uh, since it was fresh in the bottom of the locker mm. so that was a that was a nice time there yeah another one we probably had was um, we had a running back. He was a backup running back, and our our um, our starting running back uh, broke his leg early in the first quarter. So this kid had never played. So he started. He they, he won in the game, and uh, yeah, by um, before halftime, he uh, he had shit himself, and we was wearing white pants. <laughs> so we went in at halftime and um, <laughs> no. we changed his pants and uh, I threw him away. No, you could have got that stain out. I, I could have. I really didn't want to, though. We was on the road and I really didn't feel like transporting that bag. I, I could lose that pair of game pants. I felt that way. Apparently somebody else didn't feel that way because we put all our, we put the load the pants up and I got them home. 
and I the laundry facility wasn't that great so I started the jerseys washing them I soaked the pans in a big tub only to come in a little while later and the water was all brown <laughs> and this was a turf game so someone decided to rescue those poor pants from the garbage and throw them in the dirty laundry without my knowledge so that was a little surprise too maybe those are lucky pants the kid did have a good good uh, run for about five or six games after that so maybe but still that's not the it wasn't the first time nor the last time I had to say I had the I had a problem with somebody that soiled their britches <laughs> during the game <laughs> oh any special tips on 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 getting that out of your laundry <laughs> uh actually it comes out of laundry pretty well it's just a matter of uh handling the um handling the uh, said pants <laughs> you have your gloves on for sure <laughs> oh man oh that's good that's good stuff okay well that's gonna be like most of my questions for today don't worry i got more for the future you're not off the hook Good. I'm just wrapping it up for today. All right. <laughs> oh, but uh, on a slightly more serious note, as we like wrap up, how are you dealing with the quarantine? What's the current state of affairs at your university and uh, over in Ohio? Well, I'm doing fine. I mean, you know, I, it's I'm waiting for them to shut down the state like they did a few other states, but. Uh, I'm doing okay as myself. I'm just sitting here, stay. If I go shopping, I go early in the morning before people wake up, or just just right after the old people go. Um, so it's not too bad. But uh, I'm not hoarding anything. I just go in and get what I need and get out. And uh, but now we're we're doing okay here so far. As far as I know, no one in the university has uh, tested positive yet, so that's a good sign. But uh, it's it's it's. We went to our cases. The cases in our county just doubled from yesterday to today, so it's get it's starting to pick up a little bit here. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the case everywhere. You know, we'll kind of check back in on that as you know as it changes. But uh, while you're not listening to this podcast, everyone is binge watching TV, particularly Netflix. Are you, do you have any binge-worthy TV recommendations? No. I, uh, no. I, I've been struggling to find something on TV. Been struggling to find something. Uh, just, no. I don't watch too much TV, so. I don't want, I, yeah, I don't, no. Can't really find anything. Can't recommend anything. I do have, I do have the West Wing on DVD. I might have to break them out later on this week. Mmm. That's true. You do have that. Not everybody has access to that, though. You you know, you could if you have, you know, Amazon Prime and therefore Prime TV, you could go back. And I would share this with you because, you know, I'm, I'm such a good person. I would share the entire Sex in the City seasons you know like one through six and you could binge watch that that is my personal recommendation actually you know what they i seen today they had a marathon on one of the channels maybe on lifetime or one of the channels today they had a 
Sex in the City Marathon, but I, I did not partake in that. Well, you're missing out. I've seen them all before, so. Well, you know how fantastic they are then. <laughs> oh, well, okay. On that note, I'm going to call the end of this episode. If you're still listening, wow. Thank you. Can't believe it. Uh, Alvin and I love each and every one of the equipment managers out there. Uh, also all of our friends and family that tuned into this first episode. We love you guys too. Uh, we want you to know that social distancing sucks, but that doesn't mean that you're alone. And we only hope to brighten your day a little bit. And if you have any questions that you want me to ask Alvi or any other equipment manager in the future, uh, please get a hold of me. Uh, you can... My emails, you know, Brittany at equipcheckssoftware.com. Hope you uh, tune back in to our next episode. I definitely wouldn't miss Albie's story. Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be so good. I shouldn't type it up because I actually don't know what it is. But I, I have high expectations because I have heard quite some stories over the years. And this should top them all. So quite excited. Uh, but... Uh, Please hang in there. Uh, we'll still, uh, we're still working on the schedule, but we're going to be here most weekday mornings. We'll kind of let you know uh, via social media when we post, so you guys kind of know. But you can keep an eye on it on your end, too. Uh, Till next time, uh, stay safe, stay sane. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.